Expert Insights is an ongoing medical education podcast. The Carl Division of Continuing Education designates that each episode of this enduring material is worth a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. To collect credit, please click on the link and complete the episode's post-test. This podcast forum is brought to you to share expertise and insights within our integrated delivery system to help us improve the health of the people we serve and achieve world-class accessible care. This is Expert Insights. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. The crisis of addiction to opioids has become a national epidemic. According to the CDC, it is now comparable to deaths from motor vehicle crashes involving persons under the age of 65. And here to discuss this current state of the epidemic is Dr. Robert Healy. He's the chief medical quality officer at Carl Foundation Hospital. Dr. Healy, explain a little bit about the current state of the opioid issue. What are we seeing right now? Uh, Well, we're seeing a lot of deaths. We're seeing a lot of people overdosing on opioids. Um, our emergency room, like others in the area, are seeing an increase year on year of the number of people coming in who have overdosed. Um, we're seeing a lot more provider awareness of the issue and a lot more need for education for our for our providers as we prescribe opioids to people because they are good medications to use in certain circumstances, but to try and figure out when they might not be the best medication to use, and especially people who are on long-term opioid therapy that we feel need to come off the medicine, um, we need, we, we are looking for educating our providers on how to do that. Well, I would think that would seem to be one of the bigger challenges is for you providers to decide when you're talking about pain management and you're trying to decide the best form. What goes through your head? What are you trying to decide for that patient? And are there certain criteria that you will use as you look at a patient and say, okay, this is what I can use with this patient, or this is what I cannot use? Yeah, that's a great question. We do, we've developed a clinical guideline through our best practice committee at Carl, and um, we're in the process of refining that and and educating uh, our providers about it and our staff. But you're right. We have to look, first of all, opioids aren't the first choice for pain management. And we have to assess people, first of all, find out exactly what's causing their pain. And, and you'd think that that would be an easy, easy thing to do, but sometimes it's not. People have a chronic pain in a certain region, but the imaging doesn't show what could be causing it, or the tests that we do don't show what could be causing it. But we try to first find out what is the cause of the pain. Then that could help direct our therapy. We try to do non-medical therapy first, so physical therapy, therapy with ice and heat, and therapy with exercise and weight loss can be effective, but some people are going to need more than that. So then we start talking about a lot of the different medications that could be used and different classes that could be used short of using opioids. But there are a number of people who will need the opioid therapy, and a number of them will need it chronically because the pain is not going to go away. So we really look to see, first of all, that we make sure that our providers are looking for the non-opioid therapy first, and then if they're considering opioid therapy, assessing the patient. There's some evidence-based tools out there, uh, opioid risk tool, ORT is one of them that we're going to use, and that can help to assess whether a patient is a high risk for abuse potential or addiction. And if so, we'll have that conversation with the patient. And we might not use opioid therapy in that patient. 
Well, that's exactly what I was going for as you're talking about ORT. The quantifiable interview questions that you would use a you know, to dis- to determine risk, whether somebody would be more at risk if you're going to have to resort to opioids. In this country today, Dr. Healy, do you think that doctors are now much more hesitant to prescribe? And if they're using some of these interview questions about alcohol or issues, maybe back when the person was in their 20s, do you think that this is now making you all a little more hesitant? We have seen evidence... Uh, nationally, there's been evidence, and also we looked locally at our own, um, through our own health alliance medical plans population, and in the last couple of years, there's been a 20% decrease in the amount of opioids written for. Now, that could be good, um, but it might not be, and what I mean by that is sometimes, uh, you know, being humans, physicians will look at a problem, and sometimes the pendulum swings the other way, so we're less likely to give opioids where we were more free to do that in the past. And the trick is that for certain patients, they still are appropriate, so finding out who those patients are, and for certain patients, they're not appropriate, and using less is a good thing. So now on to the addiction itself. If you do prescribe opiates for somebody for pain management, how is a clinician to to monitor that, that pain and that patient and get a sense if there is addiction starting to happen? One thing we look for is whether the medication is effective or not. And something we might not have done as well in the past, but we're, we're making more concerted effort to do it now, is to assess the patient's functioning. And we do it through a, a process called the PEG score. So we'll look at the physical activity, the um, enjoyment people are getting out of life, and whether they're able to do goals that, that have been set up for them with the patient and the, and the provider talking about what the goal of therapy is. And we assess people ideally a month after they start the medication or within a month after they start the medication, and then every three months. And we want to see a good response to the therapy. I, I think this is my opinion, but in the past, I think people were started on medication. It helped a little bit, and we just left patients on the medication for long term. What we realize is that these medications don't work in everybody. And so a subset of patients will start the medication, will assess the effectiveness. It's not very effective. So we try to rapidly wean them off the medication before they're on it long term. So what have you seen that the HHS or NIH are doing about it? And what are you doing at Carl Foundation Hospital to assess the situation? So we are, first, we've looked to the experts. So um, the CDC especially has put out a, a lot of good information about the proper way to prescribe and monitor and wean uh, uh, these medications if appropriate. Um, so we've looked at the CDC, we've looked at some of our professional groups uh, like the American College of Physicians and the American Association for Pain Physicians and looked at what their recommendations are. And then we've, we've made them, we've coralized them is the term we use. So we, we said, how do we apply these best practices from the experts to our, to our patients here at Carl? So we've looked to our electronic medical record, like a lot of places we use Epic, and we're developing registries of patients who are on narcotic therapy so that a primary care doctor knows in their panel who is on chronic narcotic therapy. And then we're able to measure whether our physicians and and advanced practice providers are following our guidelines, which is to see someone every three months to assess them before starting on the medication with the ORT, for instance, and to follow them 
with the PEG score to see if they're responding to the medication. So what else do you want physicians to know about prescribing opiates and when they should be used judiciously and stewardship of opioid and and kind of wrap it up for us. Give your best advice, what you are doing there at Carl Foundation Hospital and what you want other physicians to know. I think we like like all chronic disease issues, we need to be aware of what the latest best evidence is and um I'll mention a website that has a lot of great information about that. This is called scopeofpain.org. I think it's scopeofpain.org. I'll say the other thing in case it's this, or scopeofpain.com. And that is a two-hour uh, session online where you go through some scenarios about starting, medication, uh, starting opioid therapy, about continuing opioid therapy, or about stopping opioid therapy. That's very effective. And, and and that sums up the external evidence very well. Plus, at Carl, we have our internal clinical guideline, which we're educating, the, especially our primary care doctors, but everyone about. And that is, if you're going to start the medication, make sure it's appropriate. Make sure you've tried other modalities besides opioids. If opioids are indeed what the best clinical scenario suggests, then assessing a patient to see if they're at risk for addiction or for abuse and then following patients closely, at first every couple weeks, every month, but chronically every three months, to go over how the medication is doing, how the patient's doing in their environment, and whether they're still getting benefit from the medication. And if not, talking about weaning. Also, in that subset of patients, in spite of our best effort to find out, there's a subset that will show evidence of addiction. The best thing to do there is to know what that is, meaning if patients are losing their medication frequently and asking for more, if patients need the same amount of medication, or excuse me, if patients need much more medication to get the same amount of benefit from it, those are some warning signs that there might be addiction going on. And then sitting down with the patient and talking about that in detail and getting a hold of our colleagues in the addiction specialties that can help us to either address that addiction with the patient or wean the patient slowly from the medication, or refer them to an area and a specialty where they can help us. I think it's important to look at guidelines and look at the evidence, but of course it comes down to sitting in the office face-to-face with the person who might need this therapy. And we need to realize that there are patients that will benefit from this therapy if we use them the right way. I think the other critical piece to protect ourselves is to document well what we're doing our thought process, our idea of why someone's on the medication, our idea of what their risk for addiction is. I think that'll help protect us and the patient later on. Thank you so much, Dr. Healy, for being with us today. It's such important information for clinicians to hear. You're listening to Expert Insights with Carl Foundation Hospital. For a listing of Carl providers and to view Carl-sponsored educational activities, please visit carlconnect.com. That's carlconnect.com. We hope the information gained will be applicable to your work and life. This is Melanie Cole.